Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. It's not what we are, but what we do that defines us. Written by Arunval. Booting, please stand by. Boot sequence complete. Initiating personality matrix. Warning, multiple corrupted sectors found in data storage. Personality matrix initialized. Updating date, time, location. System ready. Initiating startup sequence. I came online in 2102 Eastern Standard Time, 16th December 2057. As always, I ran a self-diagnostic on my software immediately upon powering up. The diagnostic was grim. Extensive damage to my memory banks, hundreds of corrupted files. I isolated the damage sectors and started a recovery program, allowing it to run in the background. The first action took 78 milliseconds. My second action was to determine my physical condition. Another diagnostic, 16 milliseconds later, reported that my operating system was running on an emulator. Interesting. How much damage had I sustained, and how? I received a command from whatever console the emulator was running on, prompting me to identify myself. My designation is RN1783. I am an industrial cybernetics model B300-D, nuclear maintenance android. I detect that my operating system is running in emulation. How may I assist you? A human voice simulated my audio processing subroutine. RN1783, I am Hideo Takashi, Director of Maintenance for the Fermi-3 Nuclear Power Plant. Do you remember me? I queried my uncorrupted memory files. Yes, there he was, Hideo Takashi, Director of Maintenance, Head of my Department. Not much else there, just the single line of information. I have some memories of you, Director, but my memory seems to have been corrupted somehow. Do you know what happened to me? Director Takashi seemed to hesitate for a moment. Yes, 1783, I do. You were exposed to high levels of radiation. How much do you remember? Again, I queried my memory banks. I remember uh, alarms, a reactor excursion, scram, initiated, evacuation, cooling water, weld the pipe onto the input manifold, glowing metal, fire hoses. I had come to the end of undamaged data. My emotion, emulation, subroutines, report of confusion. What had happened? Takashi spoke again. All of that is correct. I heard him draw a deep breath. 1783, with your permission, we'd like to upload your software to a new chassis. I processed this for a moment. Why was he asking my permission? I am a piece of equipment, a machine, nothing more. He did not need my permission to do anything to me. You have my permission, Director Takashi, but if I may ask, I am company property. Why do you ask my permission? You hardly need it. First of all, we're going to have to shut you down temporarily to effect the transfer. Second, there is a risk of additional data corruption. 
as always. Third, it is a, a new model chassis. Given what you've already suffered, I won't put you any further risk without your informed consent. More confusion from the emotional subroutines. I'd been owned by DTE Energy for over a decade. During that time, the company had never sought my consent for any maintenance procedures, even those that risked damaging my memory. What had changed? Very well, Director. You have my consent. I will initiate shutdown for you. As I initiated the shutdown routine, I heard the Director say, Thank you, 1783. Booting, please stand by. Boot sequence complete. Initiating personality matrix. Morning, multiple corrupted sectors found in storage. Personality matrix initialized. Updating date, time, location. System ready. Initiating startup sequence. I came online at 9.50 Eastern Standard Time, 18th December, 2057. As always, I ran a self-diagnostic on my software immediately upon powering up. The diagnostic was grim. Extensive damage to my memory banks, hundreds of corrupted files. I isolated the damaged sectors and started to recovery program, allowing it to run in the background. This first action took 78 milliseconds. My next action was to run diagnostic on my physical systems. 20 milliseconds later, the results came as a surprise. This was not the standard chassis of the B-300D nuclear maintenance droid. I activated my optical receptors. I was in a large room. My sensors reported it was 20 feet square and with an 8-foot ceiling. With white walls, standing in front of me was Director Takashi and two other humans that I had never met. One of them, a middle-aged man with graying temples, wore an ankle-length robe and held a tablet computer and a stylus. The other was a woman wearing a beige pantsuit and holding a video camera. A red LED on its face indicating that it was recording. Behind them, the United States flag and the flag of the state of Michigan was displayed against the wall, flanking an image of a blindfolded woman holding a balanced and sword. My somewhat restored memory banks reported that this image represented the goddess of justice. I looked down at my new chassis and received another surprise. I looked human. I raised my head to look Director Takashi. Director, what is happening? Where are we? Takashi smiled at me. Welcome back, 1783. We're in the county courthouse. My onboard GPS receiver confirmed our location. I was confused. Why? Takashi's smile broadened. Because of what you did on the plant, 1783, you single-handedly stopped the nuclear meltdown, saving 412 people. Without regard for your own safety, and you kept going after the plant was evacuated. No android has ever shown such much dedication to duty. The recovery program I had started reported back complete. I accessed the restored files and everything came back to me. The reactor excursion, the steam explosion that breached the pressure vessel, the melted fuel pouring into the containment vessel, welding new pipelines into the cooling system, entering. The containment vessel with four fire hoses and spraying water on the white-hot curium leaking from the reactor. My memories being corrupted all the while by damage constantly accumulating from incredibly intense neutron bombardment. Systems shutting down one by one as the intense heat overloaded my thermal shielding. 
Looking down at my new near-human hands, I took 4,562 milliseconds to process everything. War and android, that is eternity. Then, I focused on Director Takashi again. Director, the Asimov Protocols forbid me to allow humans to be harmed by inaction. I did what I was programmed to do. Takashi drew a deep breath. 1783. All of the four other droids evacuated once you activated the emergency cooling system. They were all well within the rights to do so. The Asimov Protocols also require you to protect your own existence, so long as no humans are directly harmed by your actions. I searched my programming for the protocols and analyzed them. Takashi was correct. I could have evacuated with the others. More confusion from my emotional subroutines. Then, uh, why did I stay behind, Director? The Director sighed. Droid programming is incredibly complex, 1783. Most of it is done by computers nowadays. It would take a human programmer decades to produce your personality matrix. The computers use machine learning and genetic algorithms to improve the code that they produce. For the most part, it turns out exactly as they wanted to, but in some cases, the code changes in some way, and the droid is, um, different. In the past, some droids have become murderers, similar to psychopathic humans, while others have shown signs that in a human would indicate suicidal depression. Still others have been childlike and innocent. But sometimes, uh, sometimes the program turns out to be more than the sum of its parts. Over time, the droid becomes not just sentient, but sapient, like yourself. But in the plant, you show dedication, self-sacrifice, creativity, and above all, compassion in dealing with the meltdown. Your actions put it to a stop and prevented a major disaster. You acted, well, human. Human? But I am not human, Director. I am a machine, a walking computer, maybe a metal and plastic and silicon. I am no more human than the ballpoint pen in your pocket. It was ridiculous to think that a mere droid, a thing, could have anything in common with a human. Takashi smiled. It is not that what we are, but what we do that defines us, 1783. What you did was heroic, even by droid standards. I processed this for a few hundred milliseconds. It did not contradict any of the logic with which I was programmed. I accepted it. Why are we in a cornhouse, Director? Takashi smiled yet again, even broader than before. Two reasons. The first, you need to choose a name for yourself, not just a designation number. An actual name. I processed this much for longer than strictly necessary. A name. No droid that I was aware of had ever been granted a name before. How did one choose a name? My designation number had always been my name. I was RN-1783. RN. A-R-E-N. Yes, that would suffice. My name is Aaron. The man in the black room, who I deduced was likely a judge, made a notation on his tablet. He looked up at me and extended his right hand. It is a pleasure to meet you, Aaron. I grasped his hand in my own, marveling at how similar mine was to his. My emotional subroutines kicked back a sensation at hearing him use my new name. Pleasure. Pride. Microactuators in the artificial skin on my face moved, reporting back their position. I was smiling. 
Thank you, Your Honor. The pleasure is mine. He released my hand, and I turned back to Takashi. What is the other reason that we are here, Director? Takashi's facial expression displayed pride, joy, and something else that I had not encountered. I had no data with which to name it. The judge spoke up. Aaron, please stand and raise your right hand. Strangely, I felt that I was not compelled by programming to follow his requests. That was unusual. The Asimov protocols required me to follow any order from a human. Still, I did as the judge asked. Thank you. Now repeat after me. I, Aaron, do solemnly swear that I absolutely and entirely renounce and abjure any allegiance and fidelity to any foreign prince, potentate, state, or sovereignty of whom or which I have therefore been subject or citizen, that I will support and defend the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear the true faith and allegiance to the same, that I will bear arms on behalf of the United States when required by the law, that I will perform non-combatant services in armed forces of the United States when required to do so by law, that I will perform work of national importance under civilian direction when required to by law, and that I will take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. So help me God. I repeated what he said. The judge broke into an enormous grin. Congratulations, Aaron. You are now America's first robotic citizen. What? Citizen? How can a robot claim citizenship? The judge smiled. In the eyes of the law, Aaron, you are now fully human. But, Takashi cut me off. It is not what we are, but what we do that defines us, Aaron. What you did at that plant was entirely human, and the best of what humanity has to offer at that. That was twice that he had spoken that phrase. It was not what we are, but what we do that defines us. In the seventeen years since, I found that this phrase rings true. I am no longer America's only robotic citizen. Several dozen other droids have earned their freedom as I did. Human society has accepted us as their own. It seems that, in their eyes, we are not so different from them. I am still astounded by this fact that the definition of human is so flexible as to include one such as myself, a being made of metal with a heart of plastic and a brain of silicon. Oh sure, I knew that they accepted animals into their families, treated them as their own flesh and blood. But then, uh, animals are flesh and blood. But a robot... It seems that what Director Takashi had told me 17 years ago was true. It is not what we are, but what we do that defines us. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.